Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today. A show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by two of my buddies. I am super excited to be here talking Disney with you both. But before we get to the Disney side, let's check how you're doing. I'm going to start with you, Mr. Dan. How are you, buddy? Rough, uh, rough day today in the Rossi household. <sighs> I have so. How much time do you have? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this isn't a therapy session. All right, we're not doing this. Right. First and foremost, it's almost World War Three in my house, and I have Dave to thank for that. Uh, last week Why? we talked about my 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 Girl Scout cookies were being delivered. Yep. Uh, I think I think they came on like Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. Now I didn't order I didn't order a ton, but I ordered like nine boxes, which I don't know. I think that's a lot of cookies. Yeah. Uh, but you get free uh, shipping. Also, that's where they get you with the nine boxes. Exactly. Correct. And Charlotte and thanks you for so <laughs> right. So we sit here today, maybe a week later, and there is only one box of cookies left in my house. And I mean, honest to God, I think I've had like ten cookies. And I'm super mad about it. So I know a dealer. <laughs> that, I know a dealer if you need some. <laughs> yeah. So that's one problem. And then the second problem, we we had a a, a pet. Uh, one of our cats uh, had an issue. We took him to the vet. Like he had, they're thinking he has like a bowel obstruction or something. So we're talking surgery. We're talking like throwing thousands of dollars to uh, to fix a cat. And you know, I we love our pets and animals, but man, boy, that's a lot of money to spend. So I, I'm actually at the point where I may have to like jump off briefly because I'm waiting for phone calls. So I yeah. apologize. That'll be good. It'll be fun to watch you uh, cry, you know, with the mic muted there as they tell you how much it's going to be. Well, let's go. You heard the other voice, of course. That is not Mike. That is not Joe. They are sad they can't be here this week. That is the great Aussie Dave. How are you, man? Good, mate. How are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Yeah, no, everything's going well here. Uh, Can we talk weather in Florida right now? South Carolina, too. Unbelievable. Like 81 degrees, gorgeous. Like stuff of dreams today. Like it was... It was it was spectacular. It was spectacular. Dan, what's the weather like up there? Well, you know what? I mean, it's it's actually not bad here. I I was enjoying it because it's in like the mid forties, which is actually Sounds pretty terrible. warm. Okay, back to me. It's warm. Because... <laughs> That's the coldest day of my year that you just said. <laughs> oh yeah, Ooh. we're meant to get down to the forties uh, in about a week. We're going to have a little bit of rain, and it's going to drop that temperature. They were talking forty five, and so I've already got the uh, thermal underwear on standby. Um, <laughs> I've got my big woolen Alaskan socks ready to go. I'm. I'm super pumped for it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, I tell you what, it's been an interesting day here in the Suter household. Uh, I called Dan earlier because I needed some fireman advice. So I was, uh, Dave, you're really going to appreciate this before we jump in the show. I, we have a ceiling fan. If you've ever been to my house, my, my ceilings in my living room are 17 foot. So uh, they're at an angle. And so my ceiling fan has quite the downrod. It's like four, five foot downrod going to the ceiling fan. And uh, I decided that I was going to clean the ceiling fan, which I don't know about you guys. That may be one of the worst jobs ever to clean a ceiling fan. <laughs> so I got the ladder out. I was up there. I was cleaning the ceiling fan. I thought, you know what? I'm going to change Wait, the bulbs. Wait, how are you doing it? What do you mean? How do you clean your ceiling fan? Well, I use the Swiffer things to get the dust off. And then I did it with Pledge because they're nice wooden wooden blades. Well, that's why you're doing it wrong. Are you? Do you use a pillowcase? Is that the way you do pillowcase. it? Okay. Yeah, see, I've tried that, and it's fine in our bedroom, but up there, it's I mean, it's it's not bad to clean. They're big, thick blades, um, so it's not too bad. It but I decided wraps all of the dust in a space, so it doesn't does, and then you go out, and then I have to put it back on Katie's pillow, so it's really tough to to get it back on. Um, First so. of all, <laughs> wow. Second of all, buy like a cheap pillowcase, like <laughs> no, 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 use, we have a nice king size pillow, so I use hers oh, to make good. sure I collect oh, that all is that so dust. Nice of you. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so I'm up there cleaning it and I, um, I thought I'm gonna change the bulbs. And so it's got a glass kind of, you know, you know, the glass thing over the bulbs and you rotate it off. So I take it off and I change the bulbs and I go to put it back on and I guess I rotated it too hard and it, it 
turned the entire down rod. And when it did it, sparks flew out of the ceiling because I guess the, the wires in the ceiling like touched for a split second. They weren't completely covered. And so I thought, oh my gosh, like I, I've completely, I'm going to burn the house down. So I get in the attic real fast, Correct. completely fine up there. It's feeling fans working. Lights are on. I go to turn the light off and the light won't turn off. Like I've blown like the sensor for the remote control for the ceiling fan. So now I think, oh my gosh, well now I can't just have this light on all the time. And so I have to get up there, take the bulb, the thing back off, turn the bulbs, take the bulbs down and I'll just leave bulbs out of it. We don't need the light there. We have tons of other lights in the room. And so I get up there and it's stuck. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I've got one foot on the ladder, one foot on the back of the couch and I'm, I'm trying to hold the down rod and turn and all but of a sudden, the, terrible. the couch starts falling and it knocks the ladder over. And for a split second, I'm hanging onto the down rod and my head goes, let go, dummy, or it's hitting the floor. And so finally, I let go and I fall onto the couch that's laying backwards on the floor. <laughs> this was my afternoon. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, like three points of contact at all times. Um, <laughs> Like, what are you doing? It like, wasn't my is... brightest moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, it may not be your brightest moment ever. That is yeah. way up on the list of, like, <laughs> like this is the stuff you and I used to do when we were 20, okay? You can't I go doing that. I wish that I had it on video, but I was the only one in the house. And then I'm laying on the couch kind of thinking, and then the cat just walks over to my face like, hey, hey, dum-dum, what are you doing, hey, you know? Hey, stupid. Yeah. Um, the first time I ever installed a ceiling fan, quick story, I called a friend of mine, and I was like, hey, man. I'm installing a couple of ceiling fans today. I need you to come over. And he was like, yeah, I've done them before. I'll be fine. I wasn't like, no, no. I'm like 90% certain I'll be fine. It's just that I'm dealing with electricity and fuse boxes. And in case I haven't turned the right thing off, I just need somebody else there to call 911 for me. That's, it. That's, it. <laughs> That's all I need. You You can drink. You can wheel chest. Like, I'm ready to install the ceiling fan. I just need a backup to, to call 911 if, if that is required. I've put all of our ceiling fans in except for that one because it's so tall. It's like 16 feet, man. It's way up there, and I don't yeah, have a ladder that high. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I. No, who who other than Dan has a yeah, ladder like that yeah. in his Oh, backyard. I should have called the ladder truck, the fire truck down the street. But anyway, that was my afternoon, man. Pull in a fake fire so they bring by the ladder. <laughs> There's sparks. Um, that was true. There was. Um, I, think, I think that's illegal. <laughs> Well, I, I kept checking it during soccer practice. I would check like cameras in the house just to make sure that like the house wasn't burning down. Uh, but I think I'm safe. We'll see. Um, well, it'll how be good. Many days go by before you go. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, okay. I might not sleep as well tonight, but it, it'll okay. work out. Um, you know what? What does work out though? Or Disney vacations, man. So many people are planning their Disney vacations right now. Going to be heading down to the parks uh, for spring break for spring break. Getting those summers gonna, ready. I was going to say, like, 60 days from now, we're in the thick of spring break, right? Yeah, I'm there. I did my dining yesterday for spring break. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So, like, this is this is big. Like, you guys are up every morning booking, aren't you? Almost. Yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit. So, especially this time of year. We do a lot of dining this time of year. Crazy. Um, it's good. So, But uh, lots of stuff going on. And, you know, a lot of people are repeat uh, customers to Disney. You know, you go quite a bit. You enjoy the parks. And the one thing that I don't think people realize... Is there are ways to make even your Disney vacation, even though you're there quite a bit, more magical by sprinkling a little extra pixie dust on your day in the parks? So today we're going to talk about ways to sprinkle some extra pixie dust on your day in Hollywood Studios. We're going to travel over to the studios, walk through and have some fun, talk about some of those extras you can add on, things you can do that maybe you haven't done before that uh, will make your day a little more enjoyable. Uh, Dave, let's start with, I think, one of the obvious ones. It's something that I'm happy is back. It's, I think... We really missed it when COVID was here, and that is character interactions. Character interactions in the parks can really, really add to a day for a family in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I mean, character interactions, depending on where you go, vary greatly from park to park. You've got um, your more structured interactions at, uh, say, Mickey at Town Square Theater and Princess Fairytale Hall happening over in Magic Kingdom, whereas your interactions in... Disney's Hollywood Studios are a lot more fluid, a lot more, I he hesitate to use the word, but more old school. Mm -hmm. um, they're, those, they're those outside lines. They look a little bit more like pop-ups. And they've even got like some of those great wandering uh, moments that we that traditionalists of Disney love so much. Um, there's some great 
uh, structured ones as well, to use that terminology that I was just referring to, because you've got like Olaf and uh, Sully uh, in two separate locations with uh, lines that you can find out how long it's going to take for the meet and greet and uh, to get to. Um, but then in addition to that, you head over into Toy Story Land and you've got Jesse and Woody together, which is great. And of course, Buzz Lightyear. Uh, making an appearance there. Yeah, it's definitely so, one of those things where yeah. I, I, I really think Hollywood Studios has maybe the most underrated character interactions around the parks. I yeah, absolutely love it uh, for the amount that they have. And one of the things that I know we had talked about a little bit was going over to Toy Story, seeing the Army Men. I mean, they're back yes. and they're doing their thing. They're doing their thing. Not only that, there's a couple of different versions of them that are making an appearance there. Again, uh, you've got the drum corps, uh, which are incredible drummers and musicians that uh, walk through and usually have like two or three stop points uh, in their routine um, where they um, uh, go to a particular spot, do a little bit of a performance interaction element. Um, and then... Uh, not only that, there is also a group that go strolling through that do a performance aspect um, with uh, playing some games. And then I've noticed recently that same group also do just a wandering set, walking through, saying hi, interacting, talking with kids, talking with adults um and taking photos stopping for photos and that's such a big part of those interactions um dan do we interact with our green army men over in toy story land much oh yeah we saw them actually when we were there in january again a really cool interaction with them um one of my favorites though in hollywood studios and you know they they had a lot of that i think pre-covid but is the the kylo ren and first order show that they have yes. over in galaxy's edge and then they'll like walk in like through the crowd, like looking for resistance supporters. And like, that's just kind of a cool, you know, 10 minute show that they put on. Uh, you know, I'll grab a blue or green milk and, you know, sit and watch and, you know, hope that they don't pick on me. Right. Talk about getting picked on. Dude, I'm, I'm wearing a name tag. I'm wearing a standout. They will give me all sorts really? of grief. Like, <laughs> it's like not so much... Um, not so much the like the stormtroopers a little bit will sometimes do it, but the the lieutenant that is like being ordered by Kylo to like I've had him like come up and start interrogating me, and I'm like I, I, I don't know what to do, and I'm panicking, and I don't like I'm really sorry, and like I'm just just here doing my job, like and like I, and they're so quick witted and so like so intelligent in the way that they like communicate, and like I'm not funny. On the spur of the moment like like and i've realized that like that i'm still a step above justin who's just not funny at all that's true yeah. <laughs> um but yeah no there's there's so quick and i so i always feel completely out of my league with that great one yeah i love those character interactions um i the other week i lost um didn't lose but a um a grandma who didn't want to ride uh smugglers run was going to wander through the um was going to wander through the marketplace and meet me at the exit near the giant spaceship because that's how yeah, sometimes you communicate yeah. yeah like i was like just it's a giant spaceship you can't miss it there's a big circle in the wall it's right near the ramp oh we'll come out there anyway so we got out we couldn't find her and we started strolling a little bit trying to look for her and um she was like no i'm right near the ramp these 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 two Guys in white just walked past me. <laughs> I went, oh, okay, she's on the, the Stormtrooper route. I know where she is. Okay, cool. So uh, we went back and eventually found her using uh, the, the bad guys in white. That's what she said. There's the two bad guys in white just walked past me. I was like, all right, cool. So Yeah, at least she knew what was going on. Uh, also, yep. as someone who has, you know, Dave, you two, uh, young kids, Look for us heading over and doing some Playhouse Disney is huge. You can go over there and you've got uh, Dot McStuffins, you got Fancy Nancy and Vampirina all over there that you can meet and uh, have your Usually Pluto as well. Pluto will be over there. And also sometimes in the front of the park, you may have Daisy or Donald too. uh, And Chip and Dale may be hanging out right there in front of the Chinese theater at times. While we're we're talking about some classics, there's two others that have been making an appearance. There are. Um, And I I talked about this before the show. I don't think they are they're guaranteed, 
Um, but they are regularly making an appearance. Uh, Goofy and Max appearing in the line at Tower of Terror. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but just before you walk into the the lobby, um, they're just kind of there, strolling around, leaning over the balcony, waving at the people down in the courtyard below that are getting coffee at Joffrey's, um, then interacting with the line, taking some pictures, and... This is not guaranteed. I don't think it's advertised. I don't know how long it's running for. But for the last about a week, mm-hmm. near the entrance into, uh, and if you've been on social media, TikTok, it has been making an appearance there. So I have no problem talking about it. This isn't any kind of insider knowledge. But near the entrance to Galaxy's Edge, near the tunnel right near Muppets, mm-hmm. uh, on the right-hand side, literally just before you enter the tunnel, Um uh, there have been Goofy and Max as Powerline. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Max as Powerline doing a meet and greet in the park, and I am here for it. Like, there have been several times I've wanted to halt a tour and been like, get in the line. Uh, but apparently they didn't want to, so, and I'm not allowed to talk to my guests like that anymore. So, Barely um, anymore. I, I complained that one time, man. It was a little okay, over the yeah, top, okay? It's, we it's had haunted our, me, okay? We had our plan, and uh, I had to write, you know, I had to write a letter. I could. By the way, I, really quickly, I, I want to talk about cast, cast member compliments just for a second. Um because we talked about in the show how important cast member compliments are and the fact that you go on and do it and uh, and and write those and, and submit those because I think a lot of people don't realize that they do get read by leadership. Just this week, there is a viral post going. Um, a woman had a interaction with a cast member that really made her trip. And so she wrote a letter, and it actually reached the desk of Bob Iger, and Bob Iger reached out to her um, personally. What? And they uh, said that they will be reaching out to the cast member and that will tell you and they're actually going to be implementing what happened and how the cast member handled it into future training within the Disney company. Um, So write those cast member compliments. You never know whose desk it's going to land on and really could change someone's uh, uh, trajectory in life in their Disney career. So really, really good stuff. Um, Can you share that on the on the uh, page? Yeah, yeah, I'll find that and share that. Um, I will get that on. <laughs> You're gonna have to remember. <laughs> yeah, every every listener right now is going. Okay, yeah, right. He's gonna remember <laughs> to do this. Uh, <laughs> hey, I shared I shared pictures the other week of the hidden Mickey in um in Rise of the Resistance Rise. after we yeah. after we did that episode, and there was a small part of my brain that went. Check mark for Dave because Justin never just posts what yeah. it. Well, you have to understand too that look, Dan just Dan just put me on the spot, and I don't take weeks off. I'm always here, like I'm always on he shows. Is. And uh, next week I'm not here. I'm on a cruise, so now he's put me on the spot. Not only will I not be here, but now I got I got to remember this. So I promise you, I will do it. Hold me accountable, DDP family. I will put that up there. I'll find that article and uh, put it up there. But I'm sure a lot of you have read it already. Uh, character interactions huge in Hollywood studios. A great way to kind of pixie dust your day. Uh, on top of just your normal day through Hollywood Studios. Let's move along. I think the one thing that Hollywood Studios does better than any other park is shows. I mean, going and seeing a show at Hollywood Studios, one, it can give you a little bit of downtime, lets you settle in. Uh, But two, going and sitting down and watching these amazing, amazing performers and the stories they tell, the stories that we love, from Beauty and the Beast to Indiana Jones uh, to the Frozen Singalong, Dan, there are so many great opportunities for families to go and enjoy shows at Hollywood Studios. No, absolutely. Um, you know, with my family, with three boys, we don't typically, we don't always go to these shows. I know, like when we first, when the boys were little, we did, but I, I had to drag them to the Frozen Singalong. I honestly think that is my favorite one at Hollywood because, I mean, I don't know. My obviously, my boys aren't princess, you know. They're not big fans of princesses. They're right. not huge Frozen fans. But you know what? I was like, you know, I think I've heard you talk about it. And, you know, I think you were there with Mike singing I one time. So I'm like, time. you know what? The whole time. I'm like, we, I'm like, I got to go check this out. And you know what? I thought that show was great. You know, it was a lot of fun. The boys, I don't know. Maybe they didn't like it so much. But I think that is definitely my favorite, you know, like, character sing-along show that they have at, uh, at Hollywood Studios for sure. You know, it's, it's one of those things, too, that they do have a show for everybody. When we go, Frozen Sing Along, Riley loves it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. You know, if you want something a little more upbeat, going to what's Indiana Katie's Jones. Opinion, what's Katie's opinion of being sung to by you in public? 
She likes it. She thinks I'm actually a really good singer. Have you ever talked to her about this? God help us. Um... Okay, so here's the problem. So she always says that I should karaoke, right? Right. And I never do. But she hears mm. me sing all the time. Mm. And she's like, so I don't know if she's coming at me with like, you should karaoke because I love you and I think you're a great singer, or if it's the long, slow play to where she's uh, building up my confidence just to have me torn down. Just to watch you people. tank. She used to try to, every single time we were in Holly Studios, try to get me to do the American Idol experience. Dave, do you remember that? Was that pre uh, That was around when I was there. Okay, yeah. Um, it wasn't there when I was a tour guide. It had closed by the time I became a tour guide. But, um, yeah, at one point I nearly actually worked for that department. Can we talk about how crazy of an idea that is that you're going to put this experience in the hands of guests? <laughs> As somebody who works with a microphone in their hand, there is nothing I fear more than handing that microphone to somebody it's, without knowing what they're about to say. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's it's terrifying. Like, And there are you so just... many people who think they're great at singing. Well, see, that's what I'm afraid of because you can't hear yourself. <laughs> like, So if I'm wearing AirPods and I'm singing, I can hear... Mm -hmm. But my my voice is blended with the voice that's singing, and man, I sound mm. as a duet. So hey, I you know what? We we can settle this right now. When you're on the cruise next week, I'm sure they're going to have a karaoke night. Yes, have Katie they tape will. It for us. Once again, and uh, and and you know she could post it on the. I don't your, trust my wife. I think this karaoke. is a long slow play. I don't trust her. What's your what's your what's your karaoke song? You know, I don't yeah, know. I would have to I would have to figure it. Out. I've I've never karaokeed. I think this needs to be like a, a patron episode of what's your what's your karaoke song. Karaoke like song, we'll we we'll, we'll, we'll do sure. a deep dive on uh, that. Anyway, we t uh, we t off of karaoke in here. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Frozen Sing Along, where now you don't have to listen to people glorified karaoke. You do get to watch mm -hmm. amazing performers uh, do that. You can go sit in the air conditioning too for a lot of northerners coming yes. down. That's a big thing for 40 minutes. You can go sit and enjoy that. Uh, but let's head right next door to Indiana Jones. Look, I don't think you get this type of experience. Anywhere else in Central Florida, um, with the I, they maybe the Born Stunt Spectacular over at Universal, but it's not as in depth as uh, Indiana Jones. I love this show. I love that they have a little bit of character or a little bit of uh, interaction with the guest in the audience. Uh, Dave, is this something? I, I doubt it's something you do often, but when you do it, do you enjoy it? Do you think this is a pixie dust for a, a Disney day? Um, definitely. Uh, not something we do often, but I have done it on tour. Um, and oh, really? I've you done have? it. Yeah. And I have done it just in my free time as well. I love it. I love the, uh, interactive elements. I believe we're still waiting to get some of those character interact, yeah. uh, sorry, guest interactive elements, uh, back to that particular show. Um, but I just love the performance aspect of it. The, the peel back the curtain aspect, uh, and it's remained pretty much unchanged since 1989. Mm -hmm. um april 25th it, it was about two and a half weeks after the opening of um or was that oh, opening serious? day that might have been opening day yeah. um anyway but yeah so um yeah hollywood studios it's been there since the beginning um it's pretty much unchanged and uh, it's great. I love it. Um, it's it's funny, um, and it's just a good way to relax. And as as this episode says, add some pixie dust to uh, your day. All right. So we're all we're all film fans. We we love movies. I want to get your guys' take real quick before we move on. What do you think about this? What they're saying now, the next and final Indiana Jones movie with Harris Ford, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's going to be released on June thirtieth of this year. I love Harrison Ford. If, if you're not watching, this is not a kid-friendly show, but, so don't watch it with kids. But if you're not watching Shrinking on Apple TV, it is the next Ted Lasso. Uh, for those of you who love Ted Lasso, so make sure to watch that. It's fantastic. Um, Jason Segel and and uh, um, and uh, what's his name? Jeez, I just said his name. Uh, Indiana Jones. Harrison. Harrison Ford. There you go. Uh, are both in it, and it's amazing. So, what are you? What's your just take one on? Season? Huh? Just one season. There's one seat. There's only three episodes out so far, so you're you're oh, okay. just getting into it. It's every uh, Sunday night. Um, what is your take, Dan, on this new Indiana Jones movie? And do you think every time an Indiana Jones movie comes out, uh, which we look, it's an educational film. We learned in the last one that you can hide inside of a refrigerator from nuclear fallout, so it's fantastic. Um, 
please do not rely exclusively on all information <laughs> right. you have gleaned right. from. Well, they're right. documentaries. Uh, I, uh, sure they are. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <Sure>. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I love the Indiana Jones uh, story. You know, I, I love the movies. At some point, though, you, you worried that they're going too far and just keep bringing it back, bringing it back. Um, just like, you know, like Toy Story is my favorite Pixar movie. Love Toy Story. But I heard that they're looking at bringing another one back later this, maybe in the next couple of years. Like how, how often can they keep going back to the same thing and, and redoing it or, you know, prolonging the story, so to speak. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely go see it when it comes out. But, you know, I don't know. How many Indiana Jones can we have? Well, the hard part with this one was they, <laughs> they had to, um, the night, night scenes are all CGI. Every single one of them, because he has a bedtime of 4.30. Right. And so it's all cgi yeah. after that. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> um, it, here, here's my thing. Um, Harrison Ford has always been passionate about this character and about this franchise. Yeah. Um, this installment was basically a bargaining chip um, because he's made no secret of the fact that he didn't really want to come back to Star Wars. And they basically said, you film episode seven, give us Han Solo for one more episode um, so that we can build that story and write him out of the arc that is Star Wars. And we'll give you your final uh, Indiana Jones movie. Like that was a bargaining chip. So uh, I'm excited to see what it is. Um, I feel uh, like Crystal Skull was a little rushed. I'm a big fan of the originals. Um, So, and they just kept trying to make Shia LaBeouf a thing. And his last name means the beef. So that's what his, yeah. Shia LaBeouf. It's it's a French. I don't mind, I don't mind him, but he cannot feel Harrison Ford's, shoes no, or the hat no. of indiana I, jones I just no either, way but uh, so i'm glad that like they didn't try to continue that storyline without harrison ford um i'm excited to see what this potential culmination of the storyline is with regards well, to it's the final Indy. one so they say he, they interviewed him the other day and they said it's going to be uh there's going to be a lot that's unexpected for indiana jones fans how old is he now I would guess. Oh, let's play a game. So, uh, Dave, look it up. Actually, D- Dan, look it up. Dave and I'll guess. All right. Uh, I'm going to say Harrison Ford is 81. Dave? I may be high on that. No, I think you might be just too low. I think he really? might be 83. He is 80 years old. Oh, uh, we both busted, but I'm close. Both. Um, well, let's let's move over uh, to the third and final play that you can go see, Sage Production, and that is Beauty and the Beast. Uh, look, for me, like I said, it's something for everybody. Riley loves Frozen. I love going to Indiana Jones. When we take my mom and, and Katie, and they love going to Beauty and the Beast, something for everybody that you can go sit down, enjoy, and see those shows. Um, but let's let's move on. Real quick, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. One of the things yeah. I love about Beauty and the Beast, talk about an investment in a franchise. They opened that show on stage in Hollywood Studios the day Beauty and the Beast was released as a movie in the movie theaters. They saw it, they knew it, and they said, we're doing this as a show. Nowadays, Moana comes out and it takes us four and a half years to get get a statue of Tafiti and still no permanent meet and greet for Moana. Yeah. Like... Well, see, I'm... They had a meet and greet right after Moana came out, but it was in Alani. Right. And yeah. they did. That's just a local girl. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a Target. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Moana makes an appearance over at um, one of the cavalcades in Magic Kingdom, but we haven't seen the, this kind. Like, there's I, so much of these Stand sorts of by things. my moment. I say we will see it. All right. We will see. Only time will tell. But um, yeah, like things like that. So very excited for and loving that show. Yeah, 100%. loving that it's back in its full form as well. I well, also being the beast. I mean, that's that is the piece de resistance to the Renaissance. I mean, really, if you think about it, I mean, when you talk about 
bringing everything back and and really getting on that stage as far I mean, as it, Academy it Awards. Won the Academy Award. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. it's the one that that it it brought him out of the dark ages. To be honest, I mean that's that's the one um, because we did have Little Mermaid first, but Beauty and the Beast was the first time that the world it was all building towards that. I'll give you hundred percent. Uh, so let's move on. Look, I am so excited that we we're gonna be Kat's gonna be in with a brand new news show, but she'll be talking a lot more about Ooh. this. But we did get some news out of uh, Bob Iger that they are really gonna be paying a lot of attention to expanding the parks in the future uh, for and expanding capacity by expanding the parks with more Pandora. And the one thing they did at Hollywood Studios was, of course, bring us Galaxy's Edge where we can go and we can uh, explore into the world of Star Wars. And there's a lot of things you can do to make some pixie dust on top of your day if you're a Star Wars fan. And I want to start with the big one. I've never done it personally. Uh, Dan, you and I were talking before the show. You've never done it. Dave, you've never done it. But I know a lot of our DDP family have. And that is building a lightsaber. Boys, let's jump into it. Look, this is probably the most expensive thing on our list of what you can do over at Savi's workshop, you can go, you can build a hand-built lightsaber uh, where you can customize all kinds of different stuff. Um, everything from the hilt, the sleeves, the emitters, the uh, pommel caps. I don't even know what these words mean. He's just saying pommel caps. And- pommel caps. <laughs> uh, but you get all these great stuff. But it as is at a price um, and not a cheap price of over $250 to make your own lightsaber. Let's chat let's chat a little bit about it. If you're a big Star Wars fan, of course, it makes sense. Uh, Dan, I know you haven't done it. Would you do it in the future with the, with the boys? You know... I would, but, but this like, cat. Like, like I said, we talked about the, yeah, but this cat, you, you don't want to know how much this cat is costing me. Uh, we talked about this before. Like if my boys ever wanted something really expensive like that, um, they would know about it ahead of time and I would, I would have them save up for it. So whether that be, Hey, save your money, you know, with, with birthdays or with Christmas, you know, ask, you know, ask grandma to, to give you money for Disney when we're going and handle and I would, whatever I, you need to do right. to get you. Yeah. Stand, stand outside of the grocery store yeah. and beg for money. No, but like, again, with a, with a big purchase like that, um, you know, unless my kids were like huge Star Wars fans, which they're not. So if they want something that's really expensive, I want them to, you know, kind of like learn a little responsibility and kind of earn some money for it and then spend their own money. So they, you know, they realize that they're spending some money and, you know, they, not, they better darn, darn well Dan, take care of it. That's not how kids do it nowadays. <laughs> Let's start a DDP GoFundMe to get Dan's kids <laughs> I some love lightsabers. It. Let's do Excellent. it. Excellent. No. Uh, I no. love it. Let's you just do it. ask no, they, random yeah. strangers for it. That's how <laughs> it works nowadays, Dan. Uh, well, and there was this great, no, the, no. I mean, they could probably take after there was this guy one time who uh, oh. his wife was one of this, this Valentine's Day gift. He didn't have the money. So he goes and he sits outside of Costington's and he sings and these people come by and they drop. He's like, oh, jingles. And they drop money in and then he buys his wife all these gifts. And he actually got ran out of town by the local. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Every episode. Uh, that, that one is quite expensive, but some news coming out of Disney. Uh, super excited about this, Dave. That Tatooine Traders is reopened, and now uh, for twenty nine ninety nine, you can customize your own lightsaber, and for just a little bit go. more, you can do a dual lightsaber. Dan, I will, bu- I will buy them a lightsaber. Okay, I will. <laughs> they, they have built a lightsaber at Tatooine Traders. You know, probably back in like 2017. And then they so immediately they, they've got done that. confiscated for beating the hell out of each other in the middle of a theme park. <laughs> well, there, that's my boy. All right, good. Um, yeah, like there, there's options available on the uh, on the lightsaber spectrum because yeah, those those expensive ones that that uh, interactive moment of uh, handcrafting your own, um, like. It's expensive, but then you can't do much with them. They light up. They look amazing. You take them home and mount them on a wall. Mm-hmm. Is that is that, uh-huh. am I am I understanding this correctly? Not like, to each I'm his a own. Star Wars fan. Yeah. Well, I'm a Star Wars fan, um, and I'm not hating on anybody who has done this and wanted to do this. Um, but uh, like, yeah, I want something that I should 
beat Justin up with. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, come visit me. I have a new lightsaber. I will make. I'll make the DDP family a deal. You, we'll do a GoFundMe to build Dave and I each lightsaber, and then we'll chase each other around the parks, beating each other Just, with it. So I think we have to chase each other around like my backyard. Like <laughs> I guess the parks is a good place for you. So yeah. Uh, we'll right. But by the way, did you see that dum dum that brought a firework into Disneyland to do no. a video? Firework. You didn't see this. I did see. That. I did see that. It was like it was a like a sparkler on top of like a fake cake to do a video in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle. And I saw, that. yeah. <laughs> People don't don't bring in pyrotechnics into Disney, okay? Just don't do it. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> quite interesting. So yeah, you can go. You can build a lightsaber. It can be an interactive thing for you uh, and the family to go and enjoy there. But let's also talk about something I have personally done. Um, Riley had to have this, and we went and we did it. And that is heading over to the Droid Depot at Walt Disney World at Hollywood Studios and building a droid. Uh, this is a fantastic way. Starts at $119.99, a little bit cheaper. Um, and then you can do some additions to it, which are a little bit more. I think overall ours cost about $180. We got the backpack, which we have now given away. And we did a chip that gave it a different personality. It is now very sassy instead of very, uh, very nice and, you know, fits, fits in right in this family. I was um, going to say, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's uh, but we have it. It's sitting right here, uh, right next to me up in, up in the studio up here. And I can honestly say it has not been touched in years. So, um, but with that, it is something special that you can do. You can add some pixie dust to your day. Dave, as far as the two of them, which one would you think you and the family might do uh, Look, if you're picking I'm one? Just ex- I'm excited to have some options if the GoFundMe for Dan's boys doesn't get off the ground like I'm hoping um, <laughs> and it falls a little short. Uh, we've still got some options available. Um, I, I, I would like to build a droid. Um, but then I'm torn. Do I want a BB unit or do I want an R unit? Yeah. They've also expanded um, uh, since their original uh, release of those two items. There's now also um, the R5 unit, I think, which has like the bigger, bulkier um, drum and the weirder shaped head. Um, so, yeah, there's some really cool options and fun things like that. I apologize if I got the R5 terminology wrong. But anyway, um but yeah, it's one of those. Um, but yeah, so there's there's some good options there. Um, I do like the way um, the the BB units roll, um, mm-hmm. and like they've taken what was very cool cutting edge technology five years ago, um, minimized it, and created a version that you can hold in the palm of your hand. I'm all about it. It gives uh, it's great, and the price point, yeah, is much more achievable and not completely out of budget well also if you have younger kids so when are we talking about building a lightsaber at savvy's uh the age recommendation is five so it is not set in stone but they do recommend kids five years or older for the droids the rage age recommendation is three years and older so for those younger kids this gives you a little bit more option to go and build um i can tell you it's very easy and they they work with you explain it how to do it so riley i think we built ours like maybe right before covid so maybe four or five years ago and um it was uh, it was very easy to do. Uh, it was it was very actually no. We built it no. I'm sorry. We built it right at reopening because I was talking to you, Dave. I was gonna say you built it during COVID. Didn't we you? did. Yeah, we were the. It, it was when we were at Animal Kingdom Lodge and we were one of like four families staying there. So we built it then, uh, which we got some amazing pictures with our photo with uh, PhotoPass photographers over there. Uh, that Riley was able to lay down there in Star Wars and Galaxy's Edge and take pictures with her BBA because it was no one in the parks and take some amazing stuff. So uh, really, really cool, great opportunities there, which, by the way, w- uh, before we move on, what do you guys think about the new green uh, um, uh, uh, that PhotoPass is going to be wearing? Have you seen this, Dave? I have. I've seen them like out it. about. I love that they are recognizable um, and a lot more visible. Um, I think by all accounts, it's uh, a much more breathable costume as well, because that is not an enviable job to be standing in the middle of the heat of Florida for usually an hour or so at a time uh, out in those locations. So I love that Disney is uh, thinking of their comfort and their safety. All about it. Love it. Yeah. Dan, you like them? I like them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're very visible now. 
like trying to tell people like to look for the photo. I mean, it's technically it wasn't really hard to find them. You know, you know, people are standing in line I mean, all the time. I mean, they've got a giant now professional camera hanging right. on them, which the average person doesn't have in Disney right. World. But right. But now they really stand out with those colors. So, I mean, it's really easy, easy to spot them. So I like it because no, it's uh, sometimes people would think that I was a photographer if I was, like, taking photos while on tour. And they'd be like, oh, my goodness, can you take it now? And I'd be like, um, well, I can, but I also need to um, do my actual job. Uh, so now nobody mistakens me for them. It's great. I'm like, nope, I'm not in a bright green shirt, so they don't ask me. Like, we've literally <laughs> seen a drop-off in the last two weeks. It's great. <laughs> uh, well, last but not least, staying in Galaxy's Edge, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, I've kind of been a, a downer on the Magic Band Plus uh, recently. I just don't, I didn't know for the price point how much it would do in the future. Uh, but this is something you can do. And I'm talking about, of course, going bounty, hunt, bounty hunting in uh, Galaxy's Edge there with your Magic Band Plus. You're going to need the My Disney Experience app, of course, uh, the Play Disney Parks app, and the Magic Band Plus, which is a paid of course, Magic Band you can add on. Those price points start about 50 bucks each for those Magic Band Plus. Uh, but you can go. And this is a game that you can play. That not only does it interact with the, uh, the statues all across all four parks, but also you can go over and play the Batu Bounty Hunters game in Star Wars, uh, where you have to find highly coveted bounties and join the Batu Bounty Hunters guild in the process. Uh, I've never done this. I think I would want to do it if I had the Magic Band Plus. But Dave, have you ever seen this done? Not only have I seen this done, I've actually done it um, as we were spending a little bit of time in Galaxy's Edge as part of a tour. Um, and we had some people on a ride and on Rise of the Resistance, which is always going to be a solid 18 to 20 minutes at minimum. And, um, and in the meantime... Uh, one of the kids that didn't want to ride it and a parent and I went running around and we actually like solved a bounty I think maybe two in that time That's like cool. you yeah they were um, they were already signed up for it as part of uh, some other experiences that they were doing so um, they needed to get it done and yeah it was a really cool little interactive aspect um, it's a lot of fun um, there's certain interactive parts like one of them is and I don't know the characters' names uh, because they're random characters on the planet of Batu. But one of the people is upset because the hyperdrive engine that cooks the meat at um, Ronto Roasters um, goes all day, and it keeps them awake because they work night shift, and they have paid somebody a bounty to shut it off. And so you have to go there and you have to find the right thing and scan it. And then on your phone, data pad, whatever you're using, um, they call it a data pad. Um, uh, when you are scanning it, um, you then get given a screen and you've got to match certain aspects and basically hack the engine. And then the engine goes. That's cool. And so you shut it down and it probably stays off for another five or so minutes before it restarts it for somebody else to have to complete that same bounty. That's super um, cool. But yeah, like really cool interactive. It gives you a storyline. It gives you a reason to be doing it. And um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, Dan, have you ever done this? I have not. Um, well, I just I just tried the Magic Band Plus uh, in December when I went down there uh, with your the take? Way With Me Travel. Um the, the the Magic Band Plus, I don't know, it's okay. You know, I mean, I guess maybe I didn't utilize all the, the features that it had. So, like, at that time, we didn't get it for everyone in the family when we went down at New Year's because it was kind of a, a quick turnaround from there. But we definitely want to get it when we go to Disneyland. I think that Bounty Hunter game it is, is. is yep. also available at Galaxy, yep. Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. So we want to try it. The boys would probably like that. Finn, for whatever reason, he's my middle one, he learned the whatever language they have in in batu arabish okay he like he can read the signs yeah um what the boy can't for the Not life everyone? of me he could bear, barely pass english in high school but he he knows this other language and can like, uh, right what the, <laughs> if he keeps up he's going everybody to not speak arabish <laughs> like no, I don't doesn't speak understand arabish. all the oh that's all good so I think it's a game he would enjoy with 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 the younger one, Emmett. So we may try that out when we go there this July. We'll I love see. it. It's a, it's another great pixie dust you can throw on top of your Hollywood Studios day. Let's move along though, because one thing you can do. We talked about character interaction. 
you can schedule a character meal. Uh, that 60-day mark prior to your trip at, at uh, 6 a.m., you can get on and you can book that, or you can have us do it for you. Get a hold of a show at awaywithmetravel.com, and we will get that booked for you, and you don't have to get up and take care of it. Uh, and we're excited to do that for you. Character meals at Hollywood and Vine. Guys, this is a great, unique character meal, too, because in the mornings for breakfast, we have the Playhouse Disney characters, and we're talking Fancy Nancy, Vampirina, Doc McStuffins, and Roaster Goofy. Um, they may vary from time to time, but those are typically the ones there. But at lunch and Is dinner, that Roadster, Roadster Goofy, yeah, Roadster Goofy. I like I heard Roaster Goofy, and I was Listen, like, words are hard sometimes. Like, okay, okay, right. cool. I you're say doing a lot right. of them throughout the day. Sometimes <laughs> you, you're, you're telling yeah, me, you're exactly. telling Dan. <laughs> yeah, Patron, we learned a lot. Yep, from you. we know. Yeah, we learned a lot from we you did. last week. Patron family knows. Uh, Ooh, but lunch yeah. and dinner at Hollywood and Vine. You are actually getting uh, minis right now. It's mini seasonal dine, um, and right now it is the silver screen kicking off the year until March fifteenth. Oh, yeah, and you actually get cool. Minnie Mouse as your hostess, and then you get Mickey, Goofy, and Pluto, uh, which is very, very cool. So very exciting about that, uh, guys. For me, I don't do a lot of character meals anymore, but when I did, I loved going to Hollywood and Vine. Hollywood. Yeah, I. Yeah, sorry, Dan. Yeah, we, uh, we, we used to do character meals, but this is one that I've never tried. Really? Okay. I've it's never done Hollywood and Vine. Um, yeah, I mean, we've never done it. You know, the boys weren't really into those those Disney characters, so like we never really tried it. Um, you know, I, I've had a ton of clients that want to go it go there, and you know, they love that location. I've never tried the food the, myself. I don't know. I've heard mixed reviews about Hollywood and Vine, so I don't know about that, but. You know, again, you're, I think you're paying for the character mm-hmm. experience that you're getting as well. Yeah. Um, the the food is like not exceptional, but um, also quite good, uh, particularly considering yeah. you're in a theme park. We've talked before about how food quality in a theme park is sometimes a challenge. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a buffet, but pretty good. I yeah. I quite enjoy it. I've eaten there a couple of times on tour, um, in the past. So, um, from a personal point of view, I've been there. My girls love it. I'm in the thick of them loving all sorts of character interaction elements. So definitely um, a lot of fun and um, some great food options as well. So if you're planning your uh, vacation right now, by the time you go for spring break, it'll be uh, mini springtime dine. So you can Ooh. go and check that out. It goes from March 1st to May 31st. And it'll be served for lunch and dinner over there. So you can go check out. The great thing is they have the photo backdrop where you can get your picture taken. Um, and uh, it's it's a fantastic opportunity to see a lot of characters in a short period of time. Great way to pixie dust your day. Let's move along, though. Talk dining. Something I just did recently, I just did a couple weeks ago, and that is the Fantasmic Dining Package is back. Uh, I went over and had an amazing meal at 50's Primetime Cafe, did the Fantasmic Dining Package. The way that works is you pay per person. You get an entree and a non-alcoholic drink. Uh, and then you also get either an appetizer or a dessert per person. Worked out fantastic. Food was amazing. Service was great. I really think, I've talked about before, I think that is a show in itself. I think those are character interactions whenever you go over to 50s Primetime because they are playing a character and they do it so well. Uh, I absolutely love it. But then I was able to go. I We were in the park with a lot of the DDP Today Sorcerers running team. If you haven't joined that, go over and join that Facebook group right now. Uh, lots of people achieving their goals over there. Uh, but we were in there for Marathon Weekend, and some people were in the parks. So the great Charles Mary uh, was in the park, um, Sarah Castano, a couple other people were in the parks. And they were in line for Fantasmic an hour prior to showtime, and they started letting people in. So they sat there for almost an hour, and they had to. They didn't really have a choice because of how popular this show is. With having the Fantasmic dining package, I was able to show up 20 minutes prior, walk straight up. I sat in the third row, dead center section right there in the Mickey section, and I was able to sit, enjoy a beverage, have some popcorn, and see Fantasmic right up close, right down the middle. Um, and it was it was one of the best things to do for me as a family. Spend a little bit more money. I'm already going to be eating. I'd rather spend a little bit more money and be able to have that seat for Fantasmic guaranteed for me. Guys, this is a no-brainer for me, Dan, whenever I talk about Fantasmic Dining Package. Yeah, I mean, time is money. Uh, I mean... You can, you know, you're probably spending a little bit more money because you you have that fantastic dining package is going to cost you more than it would to go to 50s primetime originally. But again, you, that whole hour that you'd sit there waiting in line to go, you know, into Fantasmic and Lord knows where you're going to sit. You could be on an edge or something like that. You could be riding a couple of rides at that time and just walking up 20 minutes before. I mean, knowing that you have a good seat, uh, it can't be beat. 
So, I mean, I, I would do it every time. Anytime that I have a client that wants to do Fantasmic, um, but, you know, they aren't sure exactly how it's going to work, I totally recommend them, them doing the dining package just because, again, you're guaranteed um, they're going to eat there anyway, so why not spend the a little extra money for the uh, for the convenience? One hundred percent, and it's great. And it does come a couple different restaurants that you can go and do that. Uh, you can go over to Brown Derby, you can do it at Fifty Brown Time, and you can do it at uh, Mama Melrose over there as well. I've eaten at all those great opportunities. I will tell you this: the it, Brown Derby is uh, a it, it's it's a little bit more expensive for the package than Fifty's Prime Time and yeah. Mama Melrose. So if you want to book that. Just know you're paying a little bit more, but it is a little more high quality food as far as you going over to the Brown Derby. I think it's one of the best and, in in uh, in park dining experiences at Hollywood Studios for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you've noticed this yourself. And I'm sorry, Dave. You're good. It, it's a hard get right now. It's a hard it get. Like I've been That's trying what to, I wanted to, to say. book it to book it. Yeah, like I've been having trouble getting it for some clients that wanted to do it. So if you want to do it, make sure you're lock it you're in on early. The wall at sixty days. And yeah. we on this show have talked about. Um, Fantasmic for years, excited about it coming back. It, one of my favorite things at the moment is watching people discover this. Uh, somebody was here recently for their first visit. I'm I'm not certain. I think it was Ashley. Was it Ashley Cook? Other than that, or first it might have been Dana. Not first Disney visit. For their first uh, no first um, first uh, Fantasmic. Viewing. Oh, maybe. And and somebody was posting about how they were like, this is our first time seeing it, and it's already their favorite. Like, it's it's awesome. It's, oh, it's Charles incredible. Mary. Charles Mary. Might have been Charles. Like, yeah. there's so many DDP family that have recently been. But uh, somebody, yes, was posting. And once you understand just how incredible it is, just how beautiful of a show it is, uh, particularly the revamped version that we now have in the parks, and then you're... And then you're like, okay, I want to sit in the best spot to watch the show. How are you not booking the package? It, it's great. So amazing. It's a no. It's a no brainer to go ahead and spend a little bit of extra money and make sure that that is covered. Because you know what we did while lots of people were going to line up, we went and did two uh, attractions that we were able to jump on. Like we did Midway Mania, and I can't. We did something else. I can't remember what it was. Because all of those people that would normally be in those lines are sitting on a curb, like Sarah Castano. Yeah. Sorry to throw her under the bus. I love again, Sarah, but. though. I love her. She can do no wrong in our book. You know, it's just, just the way it is. This is true. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there's there's a lot of great ways that you can do it. Uh, but there is one thing in particular that I think if you are a Disney fan that you have to do every time you go to Disney Hollywood Studios, and it is the perfect pixie dust on your day to kind of take a step back, slow down, look around, take it in. And I am talking about one of my favorite places on Walt Disney World property, the incredible one man's dream, Dave. Just, I could spend an hour in that tiny little hallway of a room and and still not feel like I had discovered everything that is on offer in there. Like, like from the moment you walk in the room and there's these pictures of Walt um, and like growing through his life and seeing all of these different achievements, it takes you from uh birth in chicago moving to marceline passion for trains early animations into uh alice series and um just step by step uh it doesn't pull any punches there's a discussion about oswald and the the challenges faced with that um and i love the way it's laid out with this like animation element and then some movie making and then you turn the corner and you hit parks and you walk mm. around there and like it's so well done there's pieces of nostalgia there's pieces of um of like there's something for everyone like the like i don't care how big of a fan of walt disney you are like you're there's something to learn in that room so a, a nugget that you may have forgotten. Um, there's a, an enlarged image of the original, um, uh, of, of the original park design for Disneyland yeah. right up there on the wall. There's um, miniaturized versions of um, Jungle Cruise and um, a look at the castle and its specs and all these different aspects. And then it goes into around the world. Um, it looks at uh, France and Hong Kong and Tokyo and Shanghai. Um, and then 
of course, it touches on Disney Cruise Line, and then it gives you like a sneak peek into mm-hmm. what's coming next. Like that, and that is constantly changing. Like every single time you visit this park, you should be walking in that room just to see what's going on. Like, and then there's a clip at the end, a great little video, some air conditioning, um, a, a perfect way to spend some time uh, in Disney's Hollywood Studios. I, I, I could do an entire episode on that. Oh, we, we definitely might, will we, do an entire episode on that, that for 100%. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That would be uh, – we're going to have a great guest on coming on very soon. I was just chatting with him just the other day, and he would be a perfect fit for that uh, topic. Ooh. So excited about doing that sometime soon. I Dan, one man's dream. Amazing. Uh, look, I mean, if yeah. people go a lot, I don't know if they do it every single time. For me, it's an every time I go to Hollywood Studios thing. Uh, for you, how often do you find yourself kind of uh, finding your way in and taking your time slowing down and seeing it all? Because you, if you've ever been to a park with Dan or on a cruise with Dan or to the mall with Dan, Dan is He's ahead of he me. is 20 feet ahead of you, and he is, like, beelining it for something. Um, <laughs> I've never seen anything like DDP Cruise this past year. Dan was like, and Jen was like, he just does this. He leaves us all the time. I was like, that's okay. Just let him go. It's fine. You know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I was making reservations for us. Uh I always walk in. Uh, it's it's hard to drag the whole family to to go watch One Man's Dream all the time. Uh, I don't get uh, full participation a lot. So, but I at least try to. You know, they I'll, don't I'll make an go. Excuse they well. don't get the go, GoFundMe. It's a condition of the GoFundMe. <laughs> they must go. Okay. There you go. But I mean, I'll always like work something out. Like, hey, we have a lightning lane here. You know, we have to wait twenty five minutes. Let's go spend some time over here in, 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 in Walt Disney World Presents. So, like, you know, we'll go in there. I'll take some pictures and look around, and I'll always see something that maybe I didn't see before. So, again, it's 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 a cool exhibit. Um, if you've never been, you should definitely check it out because, again, if you're if you're a Disney lover, um, you will enjoy it. For me – You certainly will. Oh, yeah? Yeah. For me, look, it is, I think, one of the most important uh, – pieces that are inside of any Disney park. I think most people see Disney World as just a vacation destination. They don't understand that, you know, this came from the mind of a man who sat, you know, on a bench watching his daughters ride a carousel and wanted to be a participant in their lives. Wanted to create a place where people and families can go to be together to create memories that'll last a lifetime. And I think if you slow down and you, you know, look behind me, I've got 30 books that are all about Walt's life, you know, that it's, it's insane. But if you slow down and you kind of take in the fact that, hey, yes, there's, a, there's thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people over the last hundred years that have had an impact in creating what we're enjoying now. But realistically, it was one man's dream. And you can step inside of that place and you can take it in. And you can learn something even as a Disney, no matter if you're a Disney novice or you are a Disney historian, you can pick up something new every time you go. And I think it's it's extremely important and I hope it stays there forever. I think it has I think it's in the perfect park as well. Um, and I really, really love the fact that Disney pays homage to the idea that Walt had to create this place where people could go and be the best version of themselves, hopefully, and create these memories with the people they love that really will last a lifetime. It's, it's, it truly is a magical place. Please make sure to do it on your next Disney vacation. Yes, indeed. Like you, you, if you're thinking of doing something like Keys to the Kingdom or something like that, you can't be thinking of doing some of those kinds of op- options without visiting One Man's Dream. It's so good. Uh, while you're there, you should definitely, definitely, definitely take a photo and let us know that you're there because whether you are meeting characters in Hollywood studios, uh, bounty hunting through galaxy's edge, visiting one man's dream or, uh, having some fun with, uh, whoever happens to be serving you over at fifties prime time. There are so many fun things to be doing, uh, to create some pixie dust and so many opportunities to take some great photos, which leads us to our favorite thing every week, which is of course, Picks of the week. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. It's time for us to get our picks of the week. All right, guys. So uh, some great photos in the last uh, week or so. Uh, some fun vacations uh, that have been taking place. I am going to start with 
me because uh, Mike never starts with himself, and I'm always That's like, true. Mike, you should start with yourself. Like, and too, so I'm mixing much it up a, a little bit. He is such a giver, and whereas I'm a I'm a taker, so um, mine <laughs> is going to be uh, like there are multiple posts that I want to refer to, but I'm just going to call it the Smith family uh, vacation to Disneyland. Uh, they've been talking about it for ages. They were super excited, um, seeing all of the pictures uh, uh, that Irene has been posting. Uh, some great fun with magic bands, and uh, they went out to Disneyland, um, and I think they're closest to that. Is that correct? Correct? They are, yeah, they're right there. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, some great fun uh, visiting Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and popcorn buckets and um, watching canoes uh, on the rivers of America over there. Like just some really fun, some food options. There's too much to talk about. Um, I can't list it all, but um, just wonderful. And uh, we, we love seeing um, families that are passionate about what the Disney company is and sharing those memories with uh, the DDP family uh, on our DDP today podcast page on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Dan, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Lee Perkins. He posted a picture of a button. Last week we talked about uh, Justin had like a, a bag in his mm-hmm. laundry room with all of his old Disney buttons. He shared this one. He said, uh, you mentioned on the podcast this week of all your buttons. My son lost a tooth on our Disney cruise once and still keeps this one in his room. I, I've never seen this before. Uh, his son, Wyatt, had a I lost a tooth button. I mean, have you guys ever seen that either on DCL or on, on at Disney? I have one from the parks. Uh, what? Yep. Do you really? So Riley I lost used to her... work on board Disney Cruise Line, and I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't have it on Disney Cruise Line. I don't have one from Cruise <laughs> oh, Line. Oh, okay. But I should have because I think Riley lost a tooth on Cruise Line once. Um, but in the parks, it's fantastic. Not only did they give us a button, we also got a little wooden um, chest to put her tooth in uh, from the front desk. I think really? I was at Old Key West on that stay. She had lost it. She was. We were at Food and Wine, and she would, she had eaten some corn. Uh, and the tooth just popped right out, right there, right there in World Showcase. And we went, and uh, yeah, man, Tooth Fairy came that night, and it was fantastic. And luckily, the Tooth Fairy left the box, and we still it was in the little shape of a tooth. It was pretty cool. So cute. I'm a, I'm familiar with uh, some things that happen at resorts where sometimes uh, Tinkerbell, being a fairy, makes mm-hmm. sure that her friend, the Tooth Fairy, will uh, make sure the tooth is taken care of, and a few yep. things like that. But I'd never seen this button. You have the button? Yeah. I don't have the cruise line button. I've never seen that button before in my life. And that yeah. is really, really cool. Um, really, really cool. Super cool. Yeah. I uh, absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, next time I'm on a cruise, um, which will be you know not too far from now, uh, either Katie or I will lose a tooth. We'll have to figure yeah, out. I was going to say, let's see if we can make sure you lose a tooth and see what happens. <laughs> uh, Justin, what's your pick of the week? Uh, I'm going to go with the great Mike Minnick. Uh, he just posted, actually, uh, and he said, Hey, y'all, just got off Rise of Resistance to listen to your episode earlier this week on a run. It was great. Saw so many things I missed before that you all mentioned, like looking at the screen in the back of the ITS. Uh, goes on to mention some other stuff. Um, super, super cool. This is actually, I just said, I don't miss shows. This was a show I was not on. And so it's super cool to see all the cool stuff that the guys pointed out that we could all learn together to check out and enjoy Rise of Resistance just a little bit more. And that's what I love. That's the, one of those rewarding things for us as hosts is that uh, you guys give us your time to listen and and, uh, and be a part of the DDP family. But also you take us on your trips with you and then share with us that maybe just a little bit of the show is a little bit of in between the nonsense. There's a little bit of fact that you can take and maybe make your uh, vacation just a little more enjoyable. So we appreciate that. That's what we enjoy doing. Uh, Guys, absolutely great show. You know, Pixie Dust, whenever you're inside any of the parks or resorts, if you can find out a little few more things that you might be able to add to your day to make it that much more enjoyable, I think is always a special, special moment for families. This will help you make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation and especially your day at Hollywood Studios. So I hope you enjoyed this show. But let's close it up. We're going to head over to the patron side real shortly. Over there, we're going to be chatting about something Dave and I have been talking about for what is six months. And we're talking, you know you're lost when... You see this at Walt Disney World, and there's quite a few spots where I'm sure Dave has infinitely more than I do. Uh, quite I'm going to talk about some spots that you're like, 
I probably shouldn't be here. <laughs> I know one I am definitely talking about. The first time I ever uh, was back here, I thought, I am in the wrong place right now. Uh, but we're going to talk about that over on the page side. If you want to become a part of the patron family, click that link right below. For as little as $2 a month, you can join the patron family. Uh, all kinds of different tier- uh, tiers. There are uh, E tickets. There's A tickets. There's B tickets. You name it. Something for a budget for everyone. Uh, and you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff. Plus, merchandise comes with most of those tiers over there will be mailed right to your house. So uh, super, super cool. Uh, let's close it up, though. Dan, I'm going to start with you. Uh, no, a great show. Love Hollywood Studios. Uh, I didn't mention one of my favorite things, and that's seeing my high score at Toy Story Mania and, like, my kids' frowning faces. Unfortunately, that's kind of kind of going by the wayside as they get older because they're getting better at video games than me. So uh, at least I can live in the past. Uh, no, but great show, and I am looking forward to Patron tonight. That is pixie dust that that Dan <laughs> used to have was watching the the right. the, the his kids cry feeling of success yeah. drain from <laughs> yes. their body. Their pixie dust was yes. their tears. His pixie dust was yes. their tears. Yeah, they, exactly. It is. They have to learn. I made a meme <laughs> about that recently. Anyway, moving on. Dave. Um, <laughs> hey, um, always fun to talk about uh, ways that we can enhance a Disney vacation. These are things that we don't always think of. Uh, we think of, hey, we're going to go ride this ride and we're going to get up early and get a, uh, a lightning lane or a, um, or a virtual queue for this. And we're going to, but there's so many things that you can do that will bring that joy and that pixie dust to your day. Um, and sometimes we just need to be reminded of it. I love this subject. I love it. It's yeah. great. 100%. Uh, DDP family, I hope you have an amazing week. Uh, I'm super excited. I don't have some of my recording equipment with me right now because the great Mike was here staying with me this past week. We went out and uh, and enjoyed some time together. But he took some of the recording equipment with him. Why? Because him and Joe Q are heading to the world to do a Tron preview. And they are going to be doing some live audio from uh, down there at the Tron preview. It's going to be super cool. They're going to ride Tron. And uh, they're going to be coming to us with some amazing audio. Uh, pre-riding Tron and post-riding Tron. Talking a little bit about it. So super excited about that. It's uh, cool. Look, yeah, we got some awesome stuff coming up. Like I said, I will not be here next week. The guys will be uh, rocking and rolling with this thing, and uh, I cannot wait to listen as I'm on my cruise to the next episode. And until next time, though, patron family, hang on. We will see everybody real soon. Have a good one, everybody. Piz. No, we didn't hear that. He have a good night every time. See you guys. <laughs> I have a lot of noise down here. <laughs> On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder... And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.